folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Todd, and of course, we got the real redneck, the almost guy, Bill Tom. Bill, are you with me? I am. Welcome to the podcast. It's a beautiful day for a podcast. Beautiful day for a podcast, and sitting beside me with a hot, hot mic, as always, is the patriarch of Redneck Country, my dad, Don Millard. Dad, are you, are you on? I'm here. Walk, walked over in this beautiful sunny day. It's melting the ice storm we had last night. Everything's wet. You guys got snow there still, or is it all gone? No, the snow disappeared because we had a couple days of rain, and then it got froze all up. And so for the last couple days, we've had, like, ice pellets. And so, uh, like, this morning, the road was all right, but this morning, the sidewalk looked like an ice rink. Like, it was thick. And now, it's all melting away. So, does that mean that you got studs for the tires of those brand-new uh, road-running <laughs> machines? or? You know what? I totally, we should. <laughs> we don't, but we should. Oh, let me tell you what. Yeah, Megan wanted to get out on those so bad on Christmas Day. So we went out and the roads, right up till Christmas Day, it was like green. Like it was just almost like it was spring. And so I'm like, man, we're going to get on these. We're going to get to ride them over to mom and dad's for Christmas, yada, yada, yada. So <laughs> Christmas morning, we get up, we do the present thing. I gave them to the kids. Megan wanted to get on it so bad. I look outside and it is just like super snow had come down. It was insane. And so we had, I don't know, it was up probably halfway up my shin, but the tires had made tracks out on the road and the street. So away we went, took it out there. And oh my gosh, I, I think I put it on my personal Facebook there, but it was slipping and sliding and sloshing all over the place. No, uh, no crashes or need for stitches. No, because the snow's deep enough. <laughs> no, it's because you couldn't get enough traction to get rolling and finally the next day boxing day it started to melt some so got out there and and took a couple wipeouts stayed on her feet uh, lost it but i mean it was still super slippery you could not if you even went to turn on these little gas powered scooters if you even tried to make a little turn the whole thing would just you'd lose it now i was having a blast because it was like i was surfing down the road but uh but yeah no it was as as it warmed up through the week we got to use them a bit more so that was good yeah it was good yeah i remember that when i was back living at home as a kid paris got me a brand new mountain bike for christmas and it was the same deal no snow right up till christmas eve and we got a ton of snow but i was bound and determined to get out there on the main roads and and do some uh, mountain biking and i bit it once or twice but i tell you what i there was nothing stopping me from getting out there riding my brand new mountain bike down the road so I understand the excitement from a new toy like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, it was good. Yeah. We got out on a So, yeah, this, uh, this, this podcast is coming on uh, in the first one of 2021. It is. We are on season two. We did 52 podcasts without missing a beat. Loving it. I, we yeah. stuck it out. I can't believe we stuck it out. But uh, we did. Yeah. Like, I thought, okay, we'll see how this goes, and we'll just give it a, give it a try, give it a whirl, see if we can – you know, kind of appease some masses and, and meet the needs of, hey, here's how we learn to hunt by telling stories. And people tune in and listen and go, hey, I'm going to try that. And it turned into, I think, therapy sessions for us. And now here we are, 52 episodes. This is episode 53, but we're going season two, episode one. So I got to figure That's out great. how we're going to how we're going to publish this on up on the and Apple iTunes and Spotify and all that. But, but yeah, it takes us over 30 minutes to get going the time we get on the phone what's that the technology the, de- the technology has not improved after 52 episodes <laughs> to figure out the cables the cords the microphones the check one twos we are still not, as- yeah we, it, we we live up to the redneck name because we are not <laughs> professional we're doing this on a budget so that's it i got new microphone this time yeah the the wife gave me a new mic for christmas and i thought hey this is pretty it's got the filter and everything which we got some studio mics i mean we've got some decent equipment but this one is like insane. I thought this is perfect. We'll give it to dad. He could sit there because he holds a mic typically because he kind of sits back from the control board and everything. So that will have this one sitting there. So tried to fire up just now and get going with it. And oh my gosh, it picks up way, way too much. It's way too sensitive. And so we've got some plan to do, but. But yeah, you don't even give him a TV tray to put the mic on or something, so he's got to hold it the whole time. Oh, he's, yeah, he's got to. It's it's work. This is work, Bill. We're instilling this in in, in folks. 
like that. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, even he doesn't even turn around to see how I'm doing. He just focuses <laughs> on the on the controls. <laughs> My hands are yeah. crazy. I'm like I don't know, like 120 actions per minute. I got to stay on all this stuff. I don't have time to turn around. Yeah, well, you're keeping us going, and we uh, we appreciate it. That's for sure. If, uh, I don't have the technological advancements here in the the homestead to make this work, so we, appreciate yeah, you keeping well, us going. We've slowly upgraded. We're working on it. We're going to get a little bit more, I think, as we as this thing progresses. Now, I, I keep Good saying deal. that, right? But you think 52 episodes later, we're kind of in. We should be having yeah, all, all the gear and stuff, and so maybe maybe we'll we'll figure it out. We haven't run out of stories yet, so that, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, right. As long as we keep yeah. on hunting, fishing, we'll keep on getting getting stories rolling. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want season two. Oh, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I went for a walk in the woods today. Even. You went for a walk season, in the woods today. I did. Yeah, I, I did. I tried to do uh, uh, some new twenty twenty one get out and off my button and maybe get moving type stuff new year new you did you start with coffee well, nah, i don't even worry about that it's it's new year old almost guy type stuff i just like to get outside and and then go for a walk it's, it's a beautiful day we had a little bit of snow last night Candace and cheyenne went for a walk in the county bush with uh with the dog yesterday and they walked uh down the main trail and they they found a blood trail Really? <laughs> and, oh yeah. I don't know. The, it looked like uh, somebody had shot a, a coyote, and they followed the blood trail, and, and they went off the main trail enough that Candace was getting kind of nervous. Cheyenne was loving it because she thought it, you know, was a CSI. You know, didn't know what she was going to find at the end of this. With the there was human boot tracks, and then there was it was canine tracks, which was probably a coyote. And they went through the bush and down. And the trail of blood apparently was was quite heavy. Would it be and, what you would call? Did you see pics? Was it was what you would call the perfect blood trail? I went back and I looked for the blood trail today, and it looked to me as if it would have been the perfect blood trail. <laughs> Is there snow but, still there? Yeah, the snow's oh, still there. So it's a piece of so, cake to follow. Oh yeah, so she she followed it right down to the uh, the river, and then the blood trail quit right at the river, and it didn't carry on to the other side. And so, and there was no carcass or animal or anything there, or no person, which was even better for my wife not to find that kicking around. So <laughs> <laughs> she was getting nervous with the amount of blood she might have found something other than an animal. But the good Lord was looking down on her, and she didn't find anything. They so. removed the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter had this whole CSI crime scene. Tape off, conceal the unit. Oh, she 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 was right into it. But if this podcast we launches us into an investigation, Bill, I'm going to be pretty upset with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm changing my name, going somewhere else. We're now but, watching the papers up in your area to see if there's any people gone missing. Yeah, I, I'm going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> but, so I went back back today. Uh, we went for for a walk, and we went right back around the bush and. It's typical, you know, you see deer trails uh, crossing close to the road, you get back in the bush. I didn't see a rabbit track. I didn't see a, a, a nothing that I was hoping for. So, Not but even a, a nice rabbit track. Place. See, that's disheartening. Well, for me, it is because I'm, well, I'm, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but I'm looking to scout bush right now to see where the best bush in our area is to hunt some rabbits. Because that, that truly, really is the only thing that's open for us right now. Yeah, so pretty much. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for some some solid bush to to kick and, and walk and, and see if I can get a few rabbits on the move. And I was pretty disappointed today, and there was nothing. Nothing. And see, I've been watching the weather because I want to go rabbit hunting because I haven't been since like last February, and so and I absolutely love it. Problem being, snow's gone. I don't like hunting rabbits yeah. with no snow. It's just they, they blend in too much. All the, the rabbits we got around here are pretty dark brown, and they just blend right in with the – it's just a flash you see. And so – Yeah. So I like snow. You can really see them running against that white snow, and we just – it's it just keeps disappearing. And then with ice, well, now it's just insanely – dangerous <laughs> yeah that's right when you're walking kicking with a with a loaded gun and trying to knock some some bush apart and everything else and make sure that safety's on at all times but no i don't like to do it in the ice either i've had some times when i've gone hunting and you've had that ice layer over the snow and i just think the rabbits hole up i mean you're as you're wide 
crunch, yeah. And they're not running on top of that stuff. And I've never had success when the snow and it's been like that. Dad, have you ever had success hunting on the, you got snow with an ice layer on top? It just seems to me like it's bad yeah. rabbit time. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't know. I don't think they like coming out. I don't know what it is. The, just, the only time even close to that was after getting close to a freeze, but we'd had three days of rain. And the rabbit holes filled up with water, and all the oh, rabbits were out. Remember we that had day? Amazing <laughs> hunt that day! I'll tell you what, that was right around this time too, right? And we were, you were, you were a little upset because the snow had had disappeared. We were going hunting like little bits of snow here and there where the sun couldn't get through the trees, but it had pretty much gone because we had three days of warm weather and rain, and it was just everything was just soaked. But we wanted to go rabbit hunting, so away we went. And I think that was one of the best days we've ever had, rabbit hunting. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely See, insane. That's kind of funny. You know, I mean, some of those days where uh, I've shot deer on days, I'm like, I don't even want to get out of bed. You know, it, it, and then I end up going out and seeing three deer, and I shot the buck about that I'm sitting underneath right now on, on a day that you didn't think was going to be a good hunt or a good day. Agreed. And, that, that rabbit hunt that you're, you just talked about, you didn't even have super high hopes going into it. You just wanted to get out in the bush and make something happen. Make it happen. It's it's true. Yeah, we'll carry that on into the new year. Yeah, absolutely yeah. make it happen. I'm the same. Best buck I ever shot was on the biggest thunderstorm morning where everybody wanted to stay home. And me and dad went out in a, in a tent, put the tent right in the middle of the field. And uh, but yeah, you didn't think anything was going to happen because, I mean, it's rain and pour and thunder and everything. And this rabbit hunt, yeah. no different. Everything was melting. But we went out, me, dad, and, and our brother, my brother-in-law, Rick, yeah. went out in the woods. And I couldn't, like, as soon as we got in the woods, well, we had to stop and ask first because we hadn't hunted this this bush before. But it was my uncle's friend from high school that owned this bush. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uncle Ron's buddy, right? So we stopped in and said who we were. Oh, yeah, okay. He said, just want to walk back. And, I mean, it's a long walk. I bet you it was a... 200 yard field, 300 yard field anyway, to get to the bush. So thank goodness the snow wasn't there, but <laughs> so walk all the way. He's like, Oh, go ahead. So away we, and he says, well, you got to shoot squirrels too. I'm like, well, I don't think squirrels are in season. He's like, they drive me nuts in my barn. But uh, away we went way all the way to the back. And we got just as soon as we step in the woods, it was like brown flashes of fur everywhere. I mean, it was awesome. I even remember we were going through and we go, we would go what three wide and just start, kicking Brian. Hey, have an eye. I'm about to kick this brush. And I mean, dad, you're only what? 10, 15 yards away. Watch mm -hmm. it. So dad would stop and watch my brother-in-law's on the other side of him. So I'd start kicking it and they'd run out right to dad or pass dad over to, to Rick. And then we just carry on through We'd like sweeping through the woods and go three wide and then, okay, come up and come back through three wide up higher through the woods. And I mean, we were just, there was rabbits. It was insanity. There was rabbits running everywhere. I remember one time my brother-in-law stepped down on a log and he pinched this stick over a rabbit's back and I'm watching it and I can't put my gun on it or shoot because it's right below my brother-in-law's foot. I can't shoot in his direction and it's trying to squeeze out from under this <laughs> branch. Just all four legs are moving and, it, and finally it squeezes out and boom, runs right to me. It was awesome. That was water so, everywhere. It was really a wet woods, like you were sloshing. Uh, and that's when yeah. we realized that everything, all the rabbit holes had filled right up. There were like little streams running through the woods. Yeah. Oh, it was so wet, it's, so soggy. Typically, does uh, the guy that does the brush jumping or however you want to call it get an opportunity to shoot? 70-30. 70 Because I'm trying to think, if I'm hunting rabbits by myself and I'm kicking up oh, a, that's tough. a brush pile... You know, those those suckers are going to skirt around or, yep. or just shoot out, and I'm on top of a brush it's, pile. It's tough. So big brush piles, when I hunt by myself, I got a spot that I go, and there's not big brush piles. There's little brush piles. Perfect, because you can walk up. And typically, I, I'll make a little bit more racket when I'm by myself walking up to one of those brush piles, because I want it to go before I have to jump on the brush pile. Yeah. Right? Because if it's going as I'm climbing – well, now we got issues. I, I can't get the gun mounted in time. But typically when I go and I'm by myself, the rabbits I do shoot aren't really in the brush piles. They're hiding or they're they're sitting and you don't you can't really see them. I mean, I don't walk slow, slow. I'll walk fairly slow when I'm by myself through the woods. But I don't walk so slow that I'm stopping and, and looking 20 yards ahead to see if I can see a rabbit hiding under a log because 
typically they'll be in a little bit of thicket. But as I walk up, they'll they'll flush 10 yards or five yards and boom, gone. I don't have to jump on the brush pile because they're right. little piles. They're not like big brush piles that the rabbits feel safe in. They're little tiny, you know, like some some vines overhanging a couple of sticks and, and they'll be tucked yeah. up under there or whatever. Then they'll flush out in front before you even get there. And they'll still get by me. But then I just turn back and I'll go back and chase them down because they don't chase typically them. run that far. And then they'll go hide again as long as they don't get to their hole. So see, because that's that's where in the Simcoe County Forest, they, they do clear. They, they clear a, a block of bush and then the stuff that they trim off the trees that yeah, you, you don't take that to the, the, the lumber yard just gets left in the bush in piles. So to me, that that is perfect prime rabbit habitat to go and try to kick up. I mean, you can see it in the snow, whether they're coming in and out or not, whether it's worthwhile to even go up and, and jump on. But to, for me, that is prime rabbit habitat that I would want to go up and try to get a rabbit out of. But holy cow, does it seem like it, it wouldn't work with more than or with less than <laughs> two people yeah, at least. I've done it. You jump up, I get on this huge brush pile. It's got to be five to 10 yards wide almost, right? I get up on it, start, and I watch a rabbit take off, and I can't get my gun up because I'm standing on a stinking brush pile. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done it. I watch them run away. That's why the smaller brush piles and stuff, I'll still go because you never yeah. know, right? You get the dumb rabbit that runs back at you or runs toward your back behind you, and you have time or stops and stares at you. But, but yeah, typically uh, big brush piles, no. But see, from rabbit hunting for me is, is is a bonus, meaning that I go out in the woods rabbit hunting to check for where I'm going to deer hunt next year. <laughs> Typically, <laughs> uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for where the deer trails are in the snow so that I can set up or mark a spot in my phone or, or even because again, uh, hunting Simcoe County bush, uh, it, it's tough to, to to know exactly where they are. Um, Cause there's a lot of people that, that are walking around and stuff. And I like to find those holes that are off the main trail where the deer are coming in and out of. And if I happen to, to see a rabbit, that's an absolute bonus for me, but I kind of want to make a more conscious effort this year to do, do more specific hunting see, rabbits. And, and we're and the opposite, in. right? Dad, we don't hunt rabbit where we hunt deer. No. Oh no. no I no. avoid it. <laughs> I don't like to, I, I just, yeah, I avoid the, the, the deer woods where we have our stands for rabbits. So you got rabbits there. Oh yeah. I've seen, I've seen some and I bet you we could, we could knock out quite a few. I mean, I even seen some there where we were deer hunting, where I put it, where I shot the woodcock, I put a rabbit out, but, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want to go. I just, I don't know. I like to leave my deer woods to deer and, and go hunt rabbit where I, I can go elsewhere. And so we got some well, spots. Yeah. I mean, we got, so typically I was brought up, dad taught the rabbit hunt was the first thing I think I actually hunted aside from deer the week. But so we would go out and, and hit woods and dad would say, this is a good rabbit woods. This, it's always been good for me. And we'd walk through it and there's those little brush piles I'm talking about and we'd be fairly successful. You know, you kick five or six up and, and get them and away you go. And so that's how I was brought up. When I started hunting with Scotty, Scott was always a railroad tracks guy. 10 yards off the tracks, all the way along the tracks. So now you put that mix in that combination of walking tracks and then into the woods. And yeah, we do, we do pretty good. So we got some good spots now where uh, we could, we can go and knock out some rabbits where we don't deer hunt. Makes sense. Yeah. I also, the other thing I do too, is I, I look for, for sheds. It, it gives me an opportunity to get out in the woods and see if there's, See, I always thought of that, but I'm too busy looking for rabbits. Then looking, yeah, looking maybe for that's rabbits. why I don't see rabbits because I'm looking for too many other things. <laughs> no, and it's it's a possibility. I I don't. I never. I, Dad, have you ever found a shed rabbit hunting? A shed? No, no, I haven't. No, and I know there's lots of deer there. I mean, as you're walking in the snow, you got highways where there's deer because we often go. Maybe maybe we should hunt deer here. I'd put a stand right here if I was hunting, but I've never. I've never found a shed rabbit hunt. No. Hmm. Even even spots where we know we find where deer bedded down and we know there's lots of deer. We've never come across a shed for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We're, we're not great yeah, shed hunters, I guess. But No, I, I'm not. I, I love to, to get out in the woods and look, but 
in all my time of all my years out, out, out in the woods, I've only ever found one shit. Only one, and eh? It, and it was a small four point <laughs> little little shed. I mean, they're harder to find because they're smaller. I know that for sure. That's that's why I found it because it was my eyes are so tuned to the deer woods. That's why I was able to find that. <laughs> like Robo Bill. <laughs> yeah. said there. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I saw a bedded deer today. You saw? Did you put it up? Uh, yeah. Well, kind sleep? of. See, we're, that's ignorant. We were in the van driving, and, <laughs> and there was a little little clearing uh, out there, and, and we drove past, and Candace was driving because I like to look around, and down in this little hollow was. Wait, I wait, 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 a- wait! Candace was driving because you like to look around, or Candace? Oh, yeah. Ca- Candace was driving because Candace drives. It says, oh, no, Candace drives. Bill, you're sitting it, in the passenger seat. Pretty much, pretty much, it's her van, and uh, it was her trip today. And I, I, I like to look around. And, uh, I like you know, how you keep I, I, that in. See, I can admit it. Chad doesn't <laughs> let me drive. If we're going anywhere, I'm in the passenger seat. That's just Are you? stop. Yep, yep. I'm not allowed to. Well, drive. I, I can see. I can see you're on all sides of the road. I typically don't don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> when I go, you you talk to Peepee, and there is not one time that we go uh, anywhere that I drive. He drives really? everywhere. Yep. Well, see, aside yeah. from that, I drive. I if, don't. If Jen's not with us, I drive. Or if it's a long trip, like we're going on vacation, I drive because I want to oh, make yeah, sure it's, it's important that we get where we're going. So then, yeah. then I drive. But if you it's tell just, me your it, wife's not a safe driver, I'm not saying is a word. that what I heard? I'm not saying. <laughs> <a word>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stating facts that exist today okay. without reason behind them. Understood. There I mean, may be reason. Uh, I will refuse to, to state that reason. <laughs> so I was we were driving past but we weren't my wife was and this deer was bedded down in in this little swampy type area and we drove past three times and i got some pictures <laughs> wait a minute were you disposing of a body why were you driving by three times you're like in I will, case in the I place will not okay. be, yeah it looks like we could no. dump the body here you guys got it cheyenne you got it open the back kick it out <laughs> i will not be incriminated on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to clear myself so when the investigation comes, they're looking yeah. your way. <laughs> there was no body, but that deer, uh, and I'm speaking of, but that, that deer uh, stayed there. And then we parked on the side of the road and Ken did the sneak up the side, side of the road and got a couple pictures of it as it was running away from her. But it was good. Yeah, I saw a better dude today. Right on. And he had so. disturbed slumber. Shame on you, yeah, Candace. Just Actually, Candace says, slumber. I feel really bad for for disturbing it while I was sleeping. I said, ah. <laughs> Are you serious? They only sleep for, t- yeah, she did. I said, they only stay down for yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. You educated it. Yeah, we did. End of season. Beware okay. of female drivers driving vans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Right on. Right on. So, so yeah. So anyway, the rabbit season coming up, and that's pretty much typically when I hunt alone, I have my spot where I don't hit big, thick bush. Dad, when you were rabbit hunting, did you ever hunt alone? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think, before Dad goes into that, the number one important factor of rabbit hunting is a good rabbit hunt partner. But yes, you, you hunted alone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And successful? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was clearly before my time. Oh, clearly. <laughs> because now he has somebody to kick the bush. So, do, you, do you rabbit hunt now, Doc? I, well, I haven't the last few de- years because of my knees. We will put hunt in quotes. But, yeah. You did look, last year. You walked down the tracks. Yeah, I was going to say, a couple of years ago, I was part of that one great hunt. We had, I don't know, 15 rabbits just walking down the tracks. But yeah, I, n- I never had to leave the tracks. Yeah, because he stays up <laughs> on the tracks. And me and Scotty are, are down in the bottom kicking rabbits here there and everywhere just pushing them up over until we hit the family farm and then we go down into the woods but yeah it's uh well i mean every, every good hunt shoot. needs a good shot well and that's why so, i say so that's, that's the, what your dad says it is the perfect lead in right so that's what he did he walks along the top of the tracks me and scotty are down kicking brush and big brush piles and rabbits squirting out 20 yards up well guess what dad's right there he's knocking them off and so it was that's the way to go and that's why i said the most important factor of having a good rabbit hunt is having a good rabbit hunting buddy. 
Now, oh, so that's what you were going at. You were the good <laughs> rabbit hunting buddy. Uh, that Always. was a long way to go to toot your own horn. <laughs> <that time. laughs> new year, new me, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get there. It's just going to take a little bit longer. The, oh, but, true God. story. You get somebody, Dad, not mentioning any names, but you know people that when you go rabbit hunting, there's typically deer trails through the woods, right? Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's deer trails. And so you'll have the rabbit hunting buddy or the hunting buddy that will stick to the trail. You're going to see rabbits walk at a deer trail? Now, when are you going to see rabbits? Jumping bush. So if you've got a hunting buddy that just sticks to the trail, you're going to have a hard time shooting any rabbits. And so that's why I say that the number one, if you and you got going through it, and we told a story, I don't even know what episode it was, like 20-something, 30-something, where Scotty limited out on his and probably shot my limit as well because we're willing to go where the rabbits are. We're walking. We're not seeing any rabbits. And that was the, the, the time I went in and crawled on my hands and knees into thick thorns. And, I mean, I'm in it. Now I'm in so far I can't get out. I can't back out because the thorns are grabbing. You just have no options but to fight through. And rabbits are Keep literally going. five yards, five feet off my hands doing the same thing as me matrixing through the thorns and then squirt out to Scott and he just boop, and pop him. Okay, let me reload and, and keep going. <laughs> and so that is what I mean by a good rabbit hunt. Now, Scotty, bless his heart, is probably the best rabbit hunting partner because we both share that responsibility. We take turns, equal turns. There's no guilt. There's no, no, oh, you know, that guy I go rabbit hunting with is, he never kicks the bush. We will share. We kind of have it equal. We go to the pretty much the same spots to rabbit because there's so many rabbits. You know you're never going to get them all. And so we'll typically go to the same spots and not day after day, but we'll spread it out. We have enough spots that we do, but we know, all right, this is the uh, a leg of kicking the brush. Okay, now I'm sweating. I'm dying. Let's switch it up. And you don't even have to say it. It just happens naturally. Yeah. And that's why I say the perfect rabbit hunting buddy is the guy willing to go. Now, when I started rabbit hunting with that, we were both able and willing to crush bush. And so it made us successful. Now, you go with another guy that is more than willing to stand back and let you kick all the brush. Man, I tell you what, not my not my cup of tea. No, you got to share those responsibilities. If they're, Everybody's got to work equally as hard or, you know, to, to get things moving forward. Or else it's not fun. It's got to be tough on everybody, not just tough on one guy. And I remember, Dad, you sharing a story about one guy you know that would go rabbit hunting. Oh, yeah. like Lots of times it was, I had a friend, like this is 30 years ago. And uh, just to tell you, he, he was in his 40s, same as me. And he hunted in a corduroy coat. How many people hunt in a corduroy coat? Back then it was a third, I don't know, 30 you, years ago. You would come out <laughs> full of weeds and stickers and pickers, right? And it would be shredded. Like I wore the heavy cotton duck coveralls and the, the heavy canvas. cotton canvas hunting coat. And after a couple seasons, they were starting to get shredded because of where I was forcing my way through. But this this guy, he's a good friend, and I enjoyed hunting with him, but he never left the little trails. And the corduroy coat he hunted in, he had since high school, and it never had a tear in it. So you <laughs> know... You know where he was hunting, and you know who was doing all the work. And so, you know, when I when I I started, of course, I was working long before that. But I had another buddy, Ron Underhill. I know I'm not afraid to mention his name. He's gone now, but it was great when he came along because we would we would share that responsibility. And uh, then Todd started hunting. Of course, he was young and agile, and he didn't mind jumping the brush piles still, either. But still, we took our turns. But young and agile. But yeah, this, yeah. But, you know, I used to marvel. I used to go home. I used to think, my gosh, this guy, the, the, like, he, good friend, still is. I just haven't hunted with him in 30 years. But but uh, that coat was the same coat he had on since high school, and that's what he hunted in, and I never had a tear or a mark in it. And yet he was in hunting rabbits in the bush. Now, that, to me, <laughs> just not possible. See, it Bill, doesn't make sense. You've no. been to my place now, right? And you've seen yep. uh, a few times. So you and you've seen the the deer skull above my garage. Yeah. So that came from hunting rabbits on that same spot that we just talked about that was flooded. I went back with another buddy and we went hunting through that woods and that head, that that dead head, 
So skull with, with, with antlers. I didn't shoot that deer. It, uh, that's why it's on the outside of my garage. It, it's actually being Euro mounted right now. Um, oh, geez, for yeah, last, for the last 20 years. For the last <laughs> But look at, see, it's still in good shape. That's, that's, my, that's the way I roll. <laughs> you would think it was professionally bleached out and everything. It's all good. But anyway, I, don't, I haven't gone up there to touch it. I'm afraid it'll probably fall apart. But regardless, so the way that I found that was it was in the center of a, the thickest thorn bush you could ever imagine. And I, again, wearing super canvas. I got canvas uh, overalls canvas heavy canvas coat pull the hat down and force your way in while your buddy stands just outside because that's where those rabbits are going to be and right in the center of that was that deadhead and i thought how the hang did that deadhead get in the middle of these freaking thorns so as as we continued to hunt through the bush and that we came to the edge well here was a giant deer that was decaying out in the middle of the field that had been shot and so i'm a figure that somebody shot it illegally out of season, whatever, cut the head off and then hid the head in there and was coming back for it. But maybe forgot. I don't know. It made absolutely no sense to me because that carcass wasn't touched. I mean, it wasn't that old that that carcass was, was destroyed. There wasn't no coyotes had gotten to it. So how did the deer head get 300 yards away stashed in a, yeah, it doesn't make in sense. a big thorn thicket? But I have no, no idea. But I'm assuming that was the head off that deer because it had just been cut off unless it was a totally different one. And so now it's above it. But I got it rabbit hunting. And the only way I found it was because I was pushing through. And let me tell you, my buddy at the time, he didn't find it. I found nope. it because I was pushing through that thick stuff to get through into those rabbits. Got to be willing to go where the animals are. Oh, I tell you what. Yeah, it's and rabbit rabbit hunting is that. If you're not seeing rabbits, I have so many people say, oh, I've gone rabbit hunting. And I never put any up. You're, they're there. I guarantee they're in every woods. They breed so fast. They're under my deck out here that it's yeah. it's insanity. You're just not going where you need to go. And we'll have woods where we're like, man, there's not many rabbits in this woods. And, and maybe not, but then all of a sudden you'll put one up. Well, where there's one. So there's it's gotta just, be yeah, it's just a matter of you got to figure out what they're living in, where they're hiding. Are they coming out of their holes and what time of day? So here's another question. When you see one, uh, do you typically hunt like yeah, in that area of maybe a hundred yards uh, around that one spot or, or how far would do they go? If, well, if so dad, you can jump in on this and correct me where I go, where you think I go wrong. So my theory, I always used to hunt the woods. I never hunted the tracks like Scotty does along the edge, like 10 yards off the tracks. There's always bramble and brush along them. Right. And legalities, I, I, I hope I don't have to mention wherever you're at, check the legalities of hunting tracks. If they're still active, who owns them, if they've been passed back to the landowner, all that crap. I know there's a huge deal with that going on. I don't even want to talk about it, but the, um, so I've, I've never hunted the tracks, but Scotty introduced me to that. And along those tracks, I couldn't believe how many rabbits there are just 10 yards off the tracks. There's always bramble and brush off those tracks and walking those tracks. We put up so many, I was impressed that i mean that's the go-to then when we hit i said okay now he showed me that he's like i've never hunted the woods i was only taught to hunt along the tracks and there's a bunch where the tracks have all been ripped out they've been passed back to the landowner and that's really good rabbit hunting along there it's all growing up on both sides of the tracks and it's all bramble and brush and, and you know there's some it's there's no trees it's all bramble brushy stuff and usually there's a good little bit of a five-yard drop off down on the ditch on each side of the track and I mean, you get one guy down the bottom, one guy up the top and away you go and you just, hey, I got some thick stuff. Get ready. And the guy down below jumps and hopefully the rabbit will squirt up. If not, it squirts down and you might get a shot, but you're going to see it and you move on. And then the guy up top hits the next one and goes, hey, I'm going to come down and, and hit that. And that for me has been awesome. So then I said to Scotty, OK, let's go. I'm going to show you how I used to hunt the woods and we'll see how good that is. And for me, the woods is a bit easier to know where the rabbits are going to be because when you're walking the tracks, they're anywhere along the tracks, anywhere. You always got to be on ready to go because which is fun hunt as long as they're there and they're out. So typically early in the morning or right before dark, like late in the evening, I never really go rabbit hunting midday, but maybe dad can correct me there too. But for me, I've never done the midday we've done in the morning and we've done late afternoon, but So go in the woods. Well, then 
it gets a lot easier in the woods because now you target brush piles, right? Like you were talking about. And you can tell the odd rabbit that isn't in a brush pile is going to flush as you're walking to the next brush pile. And so if there's typically one, there's going to be more than one. And it's yeah. not like you've got to concentrate and go, all right, I've seen one here. So let's really focus here. I'll have a, a bush that goes a whole concession and you just hunt from one side to the next and just go through it. And you crisscross you your way through it. Yeah, well, it will typically go down one side and then come back up another side, right? Or come back up another section. And that's how we kind of do the, the, the one woods that my mind navigates to. We come down the tracks, we enter the woods, we go down one end of the, we go past where we would come out, but we go way past, okay, off the tracks, go down into the woods and then circle around when we get to that end and come back up the other side of that bush, back to the tracks. And then we do the other side of the tracks back to the truck. I've asked you this before, but what are you, what are you shooting? 12 gauge? 20 gauge side-by-side yeah. Ithaca. 20 gauge side-by-side Ithaca. What are you using for loads? Oh man, whatever I got. Typically a, a, a skeet load, really a seven and yeah. a half. I mean, usually forever, right around whatever's been, been laying around from dad's basement over yeah. the years. Right but. around an ounce <laughs> or seven, eighths ounce. Good for rabbits. Yep. Yeah. Just a, just three a game inch, load. Three inch or two and three quarter. And now I got, I got flats of two and three quarter, seven and a half from shooting skeet and such that I just grab a box of that and away I go. Yeah. That's but typically yeah. the reason Todd never hunt tracks was I used to hunt the tracks before his time. And even up into when he was a little guy, cause Years ago, you could just, 10 minutes, you were out of town. Town's too big for me now. But you could, you were out of town, and you just followed the tracks. And I used to just take a, an hour walk out the tracks, come back with five or six rabbits, and all you had to do was you never had to leave the tracks. You just had to walk along and kind of kick along the weeds and stuff along the edge, and the next thing you know, you got rabbits running. But what <laughs> I found was that, that now and in between that time, people started buying plots and building houses, and then town got bigger and now you walk the tracks and you got people's houses and properties back and against the tracks. So I just migrated to the woods. But when I yeah. hunt the woods, it's usually like, I like to go east of here where it's, it's hillier, more you know, like hills and valleys and, and little bits of ponds and swamps and stuff. And then I'd hunt the edges, the edges of the fields, the edges of the clearings. That's when I was yeah. the most successful. Now, yeah, deep in the woods, you typically don't put out many rabbits. On the edges of the fields where you got a brush pile along, right along the edge, that, that's where I navigate to that, right? That's where they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. And the bottom of a ravine, right hmm. along the edge. That gives me some some thoughts as to where you can concentrate efforts. I mean, next Saturday, I have, I'm going for a walk in the woods, and uh, the rabbit season's open now. I'm going to carry the 12-gauge. Why not, right? Yeah. Oh, Start absolutely. to kick kick up some bush i mean i'm not going to go to the same bush that i was in this week or, or today but uh i'll, I'll find a new county bush and <laughs> afraid there's another dead body i get it could be yeah you know i, I don't want to be there too too many days it might pattern me so <laughs> you're gonna catch on never go back to the dump site <laughs> no it's returned to see i've watched too many csi for to, to know that <laughs> uh, uh, anybody listening that's a member of the law enforcement agency of ontario please note that this is a complete joke and we're not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if yeah. you've listened to this point in time, <laughs> don't knock on my door, please. <laughs> are you threatening people now, Bill? Like, where are you taking this podcast? <laughs> yeah. New year, new me. Is that, that's, it? that's it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, I dad's dead on. I navigate. So when I say we go down once, go down through the woods and then circle around and come back, we're on the edge. We're on the one side and we go down through and then we circle around and come up the other side of the edge because early in the morning, late at night, you'll see rabbit tracks go out of the bush into that field and then come back in. And I've always seen rabbits on the edges of the bushes and that. I've never really hunted. Now, I have walked through the middle before, kicking brush piles, and never been that successful. I mean, don't get me wrong, still put yeah. up a couple rabbits, but not like the edges of fields, the edges of the, the railroad tracks there, that kind of stuff. It's, it's always in that bramble along the edge of the woods, never deep in the middle of the woods. And I don't know why. I don't like one of our most successful rabbit spots was there was a pond at one end. It was at the bottom of a of a really, really steep hill that was, was a flat. But then it was only, I don't know, 30 yards wide of like bramble. There was no trees, just wide open bramble with snow comes down on it. And you'd walk through there and put six to ten rabbits up in, in 150 yards. 
Holy smokes. And like it was insane. Bottom of a hill, right on the edge of a of a I won't say it's not a road. It's like a clearing that like a farm implement road. So there wasn't woods. It was going to the edge of a field. And like that was it. You'd walk through that and put them up like crazy. You find that that's gold, that bramble on the edge of a field, no trees, 30 yards. And it's just little shrubs here and there. And oh, like the I almost think it like the edge of a golf course before the woods. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I got rabbits on my property here. My wife says anything that's on our little block of bush here. Or yeah, our, our, our little property. It's safe. I'm not allowed to hunt. Yeah, yeah. I had a rabbit. I was out in the hunting shed the other day, and I heard it across the ice. And I was like, I thought it was a leaf blowing across. Turn around, there's a rabbit standing there looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you're you're bold. You you know that I'm not allowed to. Uh, <laughs> His name <laughs> is Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's I was gonna shoot now. I tried to shoo him off the property, but he wouldn't move. So. Yeah, right. You step one foot, one paw <laughs> yeah. over that line, buddy. <laughs> I'm done. almost going to shoot you. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know. They know they're safe around me. So A podcast or two ago, Todd was talking about grouse hunting. And this same spot where we go grouse hunting, there's uh, a bit of a woods. And there's a pond that goes comes right up to the edge of the woods and goes into the woods. And then I don't know how, maybe when they dig out the pond or whatever, there was some side hills along the edge of the pond, and then it went back to hardwoods and pines. And that's where we typically would take the turns hunting the grouse today. But I can remember years ago, before Todd was even hunting, I used to walk up past the end of that pond, check for any ducks, didn't see any. Then I'd go into the pines, shoot one or two grouse, and then I'd leave the pines, and then I'd I'd circle around the pond, kicking brush piles along the base of that kind of small pile of dirt that it all grassed over with weeds and everything until I'd work my way around, pick up a couple of rabbits until I worked my way around to the other end. And then I'd sneak into the end of the pond from that end of the woods to see if there was any ducks had landed in the meantime. And I, I was doing this one day. I had a grouse. I had a couple of rabbits and I walked up to the end of that pond. And while I was standing there, a flock of wood ducks come over my head, buzzed me, come right over my head. I could feel the, the wings, I could the air from the wings, I could hear the wings. They flew the length of the pond, went out into the field, circled, and turned to come back in and land in the pond. And I just stuck down on the edge of the pond. And when they came in with their feet down ready to land, I stood up and dropped a couple of wood ducks. So I went home with a mixed bag. Today, we don't see that many wood ducks in there, but Todd and I, We'll do that same little circle around that pond and pick up rabbits on the way back to the car. So we'll hunt, take our turn in and out shooting a grouse and then circle around and hunt rabbits on the way out. And it's kind of fun, but we don't. That's a dynamite hunt, you know, yeah. when you can have multiple opportunities like that, it, yeah. it, the ducks uh, yeah. and uh, rabbits and, and grouse, whatever. Oh, that that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That was typically one of my lone Saturday morning hunts for just a couple hours. And I did that every Saturday without missing, whether I had anybody to go with or not. Yep. Yeah. It's good to get out there, clear your head, and have an opportunity to bring something home. And, and your wife doesn't eat rabbit either. It doesn't I, I eat imagine. nothing. She Wild eats, game yeah, is no. a no. No. Absolutely <laughs> all, no. all of it. Unbelievable. Yep. And she grew up Ooh. on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No doubt. She won't even try it. Won't even try it. Rabbit's amazing. I love rabbit. Oh, I got a recipe for a rabbit pie that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree I, to that. Oh. As long as you don't mind the dental work afterwards, you're good to go. I thought you only shot them in the head. It's when dad shoots them. Oh, it's when you're dead. <laughs> it's it's, his, it's yeah. his recipe, Bill. He, so he uses oh, his yeah. rabbit. He, he just can't let it go. <laughs> I no. shoot a lot of rabbits in the head. Sometimes it just isn't possible. <laughs> it's just not possible. And it, somehow it would be on the guy that, that kicked him out when he couldn't shoot it in the head. It would be that person's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it is good good fun when you do hit him in the head. And, and with rabbits, you know when you've smoked them in the head. I mean, I they have, roll and oh, they I roll right what, over. I've had it. Yeah, it's it. it that is awesome. It, when you I'm right there, like this sounds so crude, and I apologize, but it is it is pretty wicked. 
awesome. I shot a rabbit one time and and this is my first ever rabbit I shot. I, I hate to even say this, but it it, it was was not even salvageable. Um because I hit it with a 12 gauge with 12 gauge load at about 10 yards full pattern. And my dad's only advice to me after I put this thing back was next time shoot it in the head. Because <laughs> There was nothing, nothing salvageable uh, off this. And I was proud, proud, proud. We were deer hunting. We weren't seeing any deer up in Minden. Uh, when I was just first getting into to deer hunting with the rifle and, uh, you know, it was a mid afternoon type hunt. I went for a walk, to try to get a partridge or a, a rabbit or something. Sure enough, this rabbit is, he's there and he's, he's, I get within 10 yards of him and I'm super excited and I pull the trigger and he crumples <laughs> right, right in front of me. And I, oh, all proud and bringing him back. And my dad says, next time, shoot him in the head. <laughs> See, salvage I had the same thing. I was out with my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is quite a bit younger than me. I got two there, quite a bit younger than me, like half my age. And so we, uh, we went out and my father-in-law typically pri- previous years, I guess he used to do a rabbit hunt, but at this time he didn't, I said, I want to go rabbit hunting. Well, well, I guess I said, let's, I, I brought my gear. Let's go. And so my, my young, my littlest brother-in-law, I don't know if I get littlest. He's much bigger than me now but at the time he was i think he was just 12 and just apprentice and so couldn't carry his own gun and so away we go and we're out and we're looking actually we were under my father-in-law's deer stand and there's a bunch of brush piles on the edge of the field right below his deer stand and so i had my little 20 and my father-in-law who's not a big shotgun guy has some but not a big guy so he's he's not all about you know this choke that choke it's just it's a shotgun to him and so he's got an old winchester 1200 and so I said, here, my, my brother-in-law is a small frame dude. Here, take my 20. I'm going to jump on this brush pile over here, and you just be ready. My father-in-law's got to apprentice him, so he's sitting there. He's like, okay. So I took the 12, this, this 1,200, and I jumped on this brush pile, and this rabbit came squirting out. My brother-in-law missed him. Boom, boom. And, and then so we just started walking on. I still had the 1,200 in my hand. And a rabbit jumped up, and it was just instinct. Put the gun up, pull the trigger, and it was full choke. And I, again, this might sound a little arrogant, but that's how I roll. And so <laughs> speaking of roll, so I pull up, pull, squeeze the trigger, and this thing goes about four end over ends on a full run. Just do, 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 do. And uh, my father goes, well, you hit him in the head. I'm like that was freaking wicked. And that was full choke, 12 gauge. Right then it was, uh, it was just awesome. I just I can still Didn't- see it to this day. And not, Didn't ruin an ounce of meat. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Nope. It was pretty. It was pretty wicked. So 12 gauge full choke. That's all I was thinking was, holy crap! I got to be right on because my <laughs> those little Ithacas we got, Dad. They're what proof cylinder and modified, right? Well, one is one's uh, one's improved cylinder modified. One's modified full choke. Depends on the long one or the short one. Which one is the one I shoot? The, the long one you shoot is full choke modified. Yeah. See, I like a challenge. Full choke modified. He uses the longer one. I use the shorter one. But they're a match yeah. set, longer barrels, shorter barrels. They're SKBs. They are awesome. Yep, they're nice little guns. But yeah, so yeah, no, I love it. I, that's I, I haven't really hunted a lot with a 12 gauge because we have these little 20s and they're just so much fun. When else do you get to use them? That's like that's, that's the right. time. So, but yeah. Another thing. That, that's right. I'm sorry, Bill. Another thing Todd uh, hasn't mentioned, like when you hunt rabbits, do you typically gut them in the field or do you bring them home? I bring them home. Well. I, my habit, and, and now Todd's habit, because he started hunting after I already formed the still, habit. Still not as good as Dad on this. I will admit that. I, I got him in the field and, and never touched the guts. Like, as soon as that rabbit's down, pick it up by the front legs. I carry a knife on, the, on me in a, in a sheath. I take the knife out. I stick it in, in the V of the, the uh, just below the rib cage, right in the V of the rib cage where it starts. And then cut up into the ridge cage towards the head. I kind of split the rib cage. Then I turn the knife around and just run it right straight down the belly skin to the to the rear end. Just slit the belly, just slit it open right from top to bottom. Then I just stick the knife in up under the rib cage, look for those membranes in behind all the uh, entrails in there, the heart, the liver, and everything, and just snip one or two of them, and then they just fall right straight out down because you're holding it up by the front legs. It's, it's really actually pretty right impressive. Like, <laughs> it just holds it, 
slices up a little bit right through the rib cage and up to his hand, careful, and flips the knife around, goes right down, and then just sticks it in. It's like he flicks it. And all the guts, you just shake it twice, and all the guts just go on the They just fall ground. right out. You never touch them. Roll little the kid. rabbit up well, into itself, stuff it in your Wipe the back. blade in the snow, put the rabbit in your pack, like fold it in half, rabbit, in the, and it's lighter. So but, I do that, but I can't say that I'm as efficient. And the reason I got into that habit, because Todd was, before Todd was ever born, like I started hunting when I was 15. And I never, I got married when I was 20 and then never had kids until I was 28. So, but I worked with a, a guy that used to bred, uh, breed beagles. And he rabbit hunted all the time with beagles. And it was so much fun hunting with beagles because you'd put a rabbit up and that beagle would, would chase him and you could hear that beagle barking all the way in a big circle. And that rabbit would end up turning around and coming right back to where you put it up. And so you just stood there and waited for that beagle to do the circle. And when the beagle was still a way off, you would see the rabbit coming straight at you because it was coming back where the beagle put it up, staying ahead of the beagle. And that's when you'd take the rabbit. Well, then the first thing you did was you wait for the beagle to come. You slip the rabbit up. You cut that out, and that rabbit would gobble up the heart, the kidneys, the, the beagle. livers. The beagle. Or, sorry, the, the beagle, beagle yeah. would gobble. Sorry. If the rabbit's doing yeah. that, you've got a bad shot. Yeah. The yeah. beagle would gobble up the kidneys and the, the liver, the heart, gobble them right up, and then smack its lips and look at you and then hunt like crazy. Just hunt that much harder because you knew he was going to get another treat. And oh. so from then on. That's awesome. Then on, that's, <laughs> I bought, and even with a hunt without beagles, I've always just left the entrails in the woods. It's still, they're lighter. They're, hmm. When you get home, you don't have to bother with that. That works really good. In fact, you I You guys remember, use a, like a, a bird uh, vest where you put the rabbits in the back? Yeah, an orange a, vest, but well, my coat now. I have a like a Remington canvas coat with orange accents on it, so orange up over my shoulders, and then yeah. orange down my sleeves, and it has a huge pocket from yeah, front, has a game all, pocket in the back, yeah, all the way around, right? So I can access it from the front, but it goes all the way around. So all, that's yeah, what I wear. and then the birds go in there, the the rabbits go in there, whatever you got goes in that game pack. Yeah, I need a new a new jacket for for hunting. Is uh, my stuff is you know camouflage whatever it doesn't matter, but it, it's not for going in thick brush. It's not canvas. Yeah. If I use my deer hunting stuff to go rabbit hunting, like you guys said, it's going to be shredded. No shredded question. Burrs and burrs, yeah, all that stuff. I don't need to be sentry or whatever for hunting rabbits. I need I need canvas uh, stuff that I can't uh, pick up the burrs and the stickers and whatnot on. Yeah, it got it, got it. Hunting with beagles is is easy. It's fun. I remember. I would love that. Yeah, that one day. Sounds like fun. Sounds like I was cheap. out hunting with this guy and a, and the, one of his beagles and put a rabbit up at a fence row. Well, this fence row left the woods and went straight to this house, but it ended the fence. The fence stopped at the fence to his property, and the rabbit was running straight down the fence row. I could see him running. Well, the beagle picked it up and. It does that, and away it goes, chasing that rabbit. And I thought, well, that rabbit's not going to go into that yard. He's going to wait for that beagle to pass him, and he's going to come right back up this fence row. Sure enough, I don't know how far down the fence row the rabbit went, but the dog went to almost the, the neighbor's or the house, the yard that was at the end of the fence row, and then came through the fence and started coming back towards me. wasn't very long. Here comes the rabbit right up the fence row. I shot the rabbit, and, and the dog came right up waiting for a street it was awesome yeah hunting with beagles is pretty easy sounds like fun too too easy yeah, yeah. cheating cheating <laughs> yeah well you hunt with a beagle you got touch yeah that's right it just doesn't right. bark who says i don't bark <laughs> in fact <laughs> i had another friend that that had a beagle he got it from this friend we all like we all worked in the same place so i'm out hunting with this friend. guy and it was a really good rabbit woods. And this dog was putting rabbits up like crazy. And we came to this side hill where it went down on a gradual slope, maybe, maybe 40, 45 degrees down, all hardwoods. And this dog started, it stood at the, just over the edge and started to bay and howl. And, and my friend says, I've never seen him do that before. And I said, I have. Where you got this dog, his dogs do that when they uh, smell a grouse in a tree. He says, you're kidding oh, yeah. me. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, that, that's what the, his dog would do. And he's just on the side hill 
kind of bailing. His head would go up. He wasn't moving or anything. So I started looking up into the trees. Sure enough, a grouse took off one of those trees. Well, I was already ready, and I nailed that grouse. Well, this guy went, oh, my gosh, I've never seen that before, and that's my dog. And it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know whether the breeder taught him to do that. I don't know. But I know he got that beagle from the other guy I used to hunt with who, who bred them. All right. I'm going to retract my last statement and say the best rabbit hunting tool is a buddy that is willing to. The best rabbit hunting tool is a buddy that owns a beagle. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, next weekend, that's for sure. I'm going to head out to the woods. Do it? And, and I know. See. I yeah, want I to. So. My, no my, my, my wife just said we got to take some stuff down to my in-laws. And so there's a spot there that I have rabbit hunted lots by myself. Uh, yep. Because they live out in the middle of nowhere. And so I might just now, after this conversation, have to start packing up some stuff. Because she's like, do you want me? We can go while you're recording. I'm like, no, 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 wait for me. Now I'm kind of glad I said wait for me. Yeah. <laughs> now I might, yeah, I might be able to sneak in the woods real quick. I want to add one more phenomena into this, too. I can remember hunting with this buddy. And we had to be to work for 3.30. And so we went out about 10 o'clock in the morning. And... And uh, we started hunting with his beagle, and we, we did this, well, where we hunt deer today is where I was hunting with this beagle down in the bottom along the creek. And uh, coming back up the creek, and there, he put up a rabbit, and we were heading back out to the car because we had to get to work. It was getting close to being time to get into in the town and go to work. And the beagle run the rabbit, and he went quiet, never come back. And he, we stood there at the road and hollered and carried on, honked the horn. And his dog's gone? His dog is gone. And we can't even hear him. And so uh -huh. we have no idea. So I said, oh, my gosh, we know we got to be to work. What are we going to do? And he says, oh, no problem. He took off his coat. He walked down into the ditch off the side of the road right down by the creek. And he, he laid his coat down in the, uh, in the brush in, the, in, the, in there. He said, okay, let's go to work. I said, let's go to work. Your dog, he says, oh, yeah. He says, after work tonight at midnight, he says, we'll take a ride back out. The dog will be laying on the coat. So sure enough, we got off of work. I said, can I come with you? He says, yeah, sure, let's go. So we drove out there. It was only 10 minutes out of town. Sure enough, his dog's laying there sound asleep on his coat. Because oh, come on. The, nope. <laughs> yep. That's right. Only That's thing better is if it had a rabbit in its mouth. No, he didn't. Yeah. But, but no, he wasn't worried. And he said, that dog will come back. He's laying on my coat. Cause they can smell me. He'll be there tonight. So we did. We put in eight hours of work crazy. and went back, and there was this dog laying on his coat. That's the only thing that I've ever found with beagles is if they get on a scent, unless you've shot whatever it's on, they'll chase that thing right to water or or another county. It, the beagles are they're tenacious for getting on to something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never owned one, but I had several friends that did. They were fun. Yeah. Well, Todd, time for you to get a dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not happening. Now Way that's too busy. Ron and I said years ago. Remember, I already told this story. Maybe let's Dad, have a couple kids, and then they can be the dog. So I, I got my dog. Oh, good grief! You're at the age now, Dad. You're home. You're walking every day. You should have a dog. I have one. Uh, I have one. He's hard to control, and he's sarcastic, but I have one. Yeah, he's a product. Right. His, he's a product of his environment. Yeah, you are the environment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Anyway, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Now I want to go rabbit Well, happy new year, everybody. Thanks for uh, for chatting. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go put a little bonfire on in the backyard here. And I was going to do that last night like we were talking, but uh, I got lazy. And I think today is the day we're going to You didn't do burn it. some brush. No, uh, no, I got lazy. See, I had uh, awesome steaks. Awesome. Who cooked? Oh, hello. <laughs> and it's Don, not you, cooking. You cook I grilled. Sons. I grilled. Oh. Well, yeah, he's been doing a lot on his own, but I, I'm I haven't done any barbecuing lately, but I did make some homemade turkey soup today and I had it for lunch and it's awesome. I made turkey soup first time. And I tell you what, I think Don, we need to compare recipes here because uh it turned out pretty good from my end too for the first time ever doing that. I'm yeah. grilling meat, y'all are making soup. Yeah, I love turkey good soup. So. Me too. Is he still talking over there? Don't know. I don't hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys. Well, 
That's good. We will have a, a full year of this uh, ahead of us, and hopefully yeah. the listeners come along with our journey here and laugh with us Absolutely. and stick Get with us throughout. Got some guests lined up. Got some good stories lined up. I'm pumped. Season two. Here yeah. we go. Season two. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.